Hey, what's up, everybody? Whale Talks Wrestling, episode 24. God, these things are rolling by quickly. Uh, usual setup for today. We got Raw, which was okay. I didn't mind Raw. Uh, it wasn't as bad a show as the crowd making it seem. The crowd was pretty dead for it. Uh, SmackDown was absolutely horrible. I was bored out of my mind watching SmackDown, man. So bored. Uh, NXT, I think, takes the gold this week. NXT and AEW definitely took the gold this week. Those, those were some great as show. I probably have to give the nod to NXT just for the big twist they did. Uh, sorry, also, I'm a little congested, so if you see me sniffle around, my bad. But let's start off with Monday Night Raw. Um, Ric Flair comes out. Uh, I forgot Saudi money, fucking ultra mega blood money is fucking on Friday. So these shows were really pushing, uh, SmackDown definitely was pushing Saudi money, money, money. Uh, Ric Flair cutting out, coming out and cutting a crazy man promo. <sighs> Never get told, I can see, uh. I can see Ric Flair come out, cut crazy man promos all day. He introduces the ace in the hole, Drew McIntyre. Good to see Drew McIntyre back. I've missed that boy, man. I, I don't understand why they haven't put a title on this dude yet. Like, I think he only had the tag team title so far. Like, it's crazy. Like, this dude should be winning titles left and right. He's got everything you can fucking want. He's got promos. He's got height. He can high fly, he can wrestle, he can do everything. He's got a sick-ass moveset. Basically, McIntyre says, I'm going to make an example out of Ricochet. And remember, Ricochet beat him the last time they met. Uh, McIntyre pretty much dominates this match. Chopping Ricochet in the chest. Tossing him outside. That's the thing I like about McIntyre. He brings this aggression that a lot of people don't bring. That's what I used to like about Sheamus, too. And it's different when they're in the ring. Cause they, you could tell they really want to beat the crap out of these guys. It's crazy. So yeah, so McIntyre is just letting Ricochet have it with big strikes, big forearm shots, big chops. Tosses him like 20 feet into the air with a back body drop at one point. That was cool. And again, Ricochet is just getting fucking mauled to death. All oh, the chops, McIntyre deliberate on them, man. Like I, I know I keep saying the chops, but they were great. Oof, sound like fucking gunshots, man. Uh, Ricochet finally gets a little offense where he kicks McIntyre off and lands a nice cannonball dive. <sighs> Two of my favorite dives right there. Uh, cannonball dive to the middle row, very impressive. McIntyre then shuts his ass down with one of the hardest Irish whips. Then uh, Rick Flair cuts a promo mid-match where <laughs> he asks the interview girl, he's like, where are we? I'm like, I, 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 I believe it that Ric Flair doesn't know where the fuck he is. I believe it. Uh, McIntyre is still dominating in the fucking ring, but Ricochet finally makes a comeback. He, he takes, uh, he does Osprey's, uh, handspring moonsault off him into the end of Gurry. I thought that was cool. Uh, goes for a big fucking kick, lands a big moonsault. McIntyre kicks out, no problem. Swats him out the air with a fucking axe handle. Fucking high-angled Razor's Edge buckle bomb into a deadlift power sit-out power bomb. That was an awesome spot by Drew McIntyre. This was a really good match. This match became really good. Uh, fucking uh, 
Ricochet trying to come back for a big super kick. Uh, actually lifts McIntyre up, gives him a fucking Death Valley driver. I was like, what the hell? Into a shooting star press for a near fall. I was like, whoa, this match feels weird, man. This match feels structured very good. Uh, he goes for the recoil, but then he gets fucking back body dropped. <sighs> to the outside. McIntyre destroys him with a Claymore kick. And wins the match cleanly. One, two, three, done. After the match, I got pretty fucking happy, though. I, I kind of low-key got really excited because he fucking hit the Future Shock DDT. Well, he first gave him the Glasgow's kiss, the big fucking headbutt. And then he hit, finally hit the Future Shock DDT, and Ricochet sold it like a champion. He sold it like a tombstone pile driver. Because that's what he needs to be doing is hitting the fucking Future Shock. That's a finish, man. Reverse Alabama slam on the steel steps. And Ricochet's pretty much dead. Pretty much uh, McIntyre got his heat back from Ricochet beating him in the King of the Ring tournament. They started marking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> McIntyre's just going crazy. Like, that's what I mean. Like McIntyre's got it all, man. He's got mad charisma. He's got promo skills. He's got everything. But this was a good match. Uh, the OC cut a promo back there. Alistair Black cut a promo. Alistair Black ends up coming out and uh, fighting enhancement talent, which is actually a, a fucking <laughs> enhancement talent. He's actually well known around my area. He's actually a really good fucking uh, wrestler, I think. Uh, Jason is his name. He's pretty damn cool. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> so, so, Jason, you're the shit, man. It's cool that you actually got an opportunity with WWE. And he actually got some offense in for an enhancement time. So I, I was pretty hyped about that. But Alistair basically uh, ended up, you know, uh, hitting the combinations here and there. Big old kicks. Hits him with a black mask. One, two, three, done. Uh, we cut to Rusev looking like a dad back there. Daddy Rusev over there. Uh, AOP cutting another promo. Uh, fucking Rusev is talking to Jerry the King Lawler. There's a part where the what chants got fucking ridiculous. Like, oh my god, there was so many what chants. Like, they were getting out of control, and fucking Rusev just tries to shut it down. He's just like, hey, come on, guys. It's a Hall of Famer. Let's stop, let's stop with the what chants. So, I give Rusev credit for actually trying to shut down the what chants, because the what chants are fucking annoying. So Lana's out with Bobby Lashley on the Titantron. They're like, oh, we're at this restaurant I've always wanted to go to. And the first thing I thought to myself, Lana is legit like, oh, I've always wanted to go to this restaurant. This is one of the best restaurants in the world. And I'm like, bitch, you're in Cleveland. I think, yeah, they were in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, if that's what you want to do with your life is go to a restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio. Fucking Jesus, you got low self-esteem. <laughs> Uh, yo, BBC Bobby gonna handle this business. Fucking, then Rusev is just like, I know where that restaurant is. Urgh. Then he goes out there, you know what's gonna happen. We're gonna get a brawl. Uh, Andrade versus the returning Cien Cara. And yo, I groaned a little bit when I saw Cien Cara. Even though I know it's Hunico and Hunico's fucking talented as shit. But I groaned and I regret it because this match was really fucking good. I thought this match was great. Like, fucking Cien Carl going in, man. Like, I, I, Andrade, man, he just, like, motivates these other Spanish people or something. I don't know what is it. Like, he speaks to my people. <laughs> Anytime Andrade is in there with Rey Mysterio, he's in there with fucking, 
fucking, uh, even like Ciancara, he's in there fucking Kalisto or whatever. They get like extra motivated. I don't know what it is. Ciancara got a lot of offense in this match. A couple moonsaults to the outside. He has a lot of stuff. The stuff looked clean too for his return. Even they, they play a little like video saying all the stuff that Ciancara does for like the people over there. Like, it's actually cool. They kind of treat him like a big deal. Uh, fucking uh, Tilted War Gourd Buster for a near fall. That was cool. But Shinkara followed that up with a fucking power bomb from the, from the middle rope. Shinkara tries to go up a fucking Meteora in the corner. Very hard looking Meteora in the corner. But Shinkara actually kicked out. Uh, Shinkara throws Andrade to the outside. He's about to hit a big old dive. Uh, he actually hits a fucking um, Plancha fucking Huracarana. That was cool. Uh, Selena Vega interrupts. It's a cartwheel Frankensteiner. A fucking Cien Cara. Cien Cara gets thrown back in. I was actually very impressed by Selena Vega. Uh, boom, Hamalog DDT. Andrade gets the win. But this was actually a pretty good match. And it got a lot of time, I think. It got a decent amount of time. I was like, yo, what the hell? Uh, Umberto Carrillo is backstage. Uh Big fan of this dude. This dude is like what? I think he's like 23, 24 years old. He's been killing it in NXT and 205 Live. Especially 205 Live. And uh, I really like this guy. This guy is really cool. Even though I swear to God, I thought this guy was Asian the first time I saw him. I'm like, damn. But he's fucking cousins with Angel Garza. So I'm like, damn, that's as Spanish as it gets. <laughs> R-Truth is backstage. He loses his title to the Bollywood Boys. I don't know. I'm kind of getting tired of the 24-7 title. I mean, it's whatever. Um, Viking Raiders versus the Major Bros, <laughs> uh, Hawkins and Ryder, uh, fucking, uh, Viking Raiders start going in on these dudes, hitting the big moves early, I was like, uh-oh, it's a squash match time, fucking Hanson hits the big dive on the outside, but Ryder actually makes a little bit of a comeback to fucking, uh, Roe, I'm not calling him Eric and Ivar, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ryder actually makes a big offense, but Ryder gets knocked out with a big form shot. Tags in, uh, fucking, um, Hawkins. Hawkins gets taken out by Hanson. Cartwheel clothesline to Ryder. Uh, fucking Rowe throws Hanson onto fucking, uh, Hawkins, but Ryder actually makes a save. Like I said, this match actually turned a little bit competitive. A big fucking knee. Thor's hammer. One of the best looking Thor's hammer they've hit in a while to Kurt Hawkins. Sucks that they messed up the reunion between these two. This should have been big. They should have gotten their own theme music back. Basically, Viking Raiders' dominant show here. These guys are going to be tag team champions for a while, I think. We come back to Bobby Lashley and Lana, and the owner of the restaurant is like, you guys need to leave. So He's here. You guys need to leave. Bobby's just like, man, I'll take care of this. This ain't no problem. I'm big Bobby Lashley. I'm the ultra BBC. Uh, Rusev comes in. They start beating the shit out of each other. It was a very tame thing, I think. Like, I feel like it could have been better. Uh, Rey Mysterio cutting a promo, you know. Uh, Dominic, my family, Cain Velasquez, yada, yada, yada. Paul Heyman comes in on screen. I guess he's not exclusive to anywhere. He can just show up anywhere. And he's just like... <sighs> Basically, Shelton Benjamin comes out. And I actually like the segment. Shelton Benjamin comes out and he's just like, hey... You're talking about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is my family. I trained Brock Lesnar. I roomed with Brock Lesnar, which is all a shoot. It's actually all true. 
Justin Benjamin actually did train Brock Lesnar, and he actually did room with him, and they're actually pretty good friends. So he starts beating the crap out of Rey Mysterio. Out comes the fucking Kane Velasquez. This guy just looks so oddly shaped. <laughs> I, mean, I know he's a tough son of a bitch, but... Uh, Shelton tries to take him down. Kane does some type of fucking takedown that I don't even know what it is. Some Shane McMahon phantom punches. Takes him down again. Locks in a fucking coquina clutch. Some sleeper hold. Shelton taps out. And he just rolls out. And I, I guess we're supposed to take Kane Velasquez seriously. I really don't. I think he's kind of funny. But, you know, I, I know he can kill me. But it's fine. Uh, Seth Rollins cutting this promo backstage. Talking about, you know, the feed. He doesn't like the area that he's been in. And he passes by and he sees Umberto Carrillo. And he's like, hey, kid. Let's do this. Let's have a fucking match. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out. Humberto Carrillo comes out. And this was actually the match I was really looking forward to. Because I actually ended up falling asleep during this. Like, not falling asleep during the match, but before it. And then I saw that these two wrestled. And I was like, yo, let's go. And these guys had a great fucking match. It was cool to see Seth. He wrestled differently in this match. He kind of felt like his old self a little bit. Felt like fucking Ring of Honor, Seth. He was doing so much, like, chain wrestling and all this crazy shit. You know what I mean? This was good to see. This is a nice, like, fucking... I thought Alberto Carrillo and Seth killed it, man. But fucking the crowd did not give one single shit. And it's so annoying. Like, this is the problem with the crowd, man. Crowd kills it for everybody. Uh, nice snap suplex on the outside by Seth Rollins. Seth is actually working kind of a little bit of a heel here. He's doing the rest holds. You know, he's being the crap of the younger guy. Uh, landing some big forearm shots. Umberto tries to come back, hits him with a big reverse elbow. Uh, gets the jawbreaker, hits like this weird cartwheel. So Seth is on the ground, he grabs, he does like a cartwheel, he does this weird fucking cartwheel arm drag, he does this awesome dive to the outside. Seth deadlift Falcons arrow him. Big springboard knee, buckle bomb, fucking super kick off Zabacadabra for a near fall. Going for the stomp. He's about to burn that bitch down. Umberto follows it up with a big pump bicycle kick on Tornado Enziguri. Uh, this cool-looking DDT. It looks fucking rough. Into one of the beautiful moonsault, man. This moonsault was like 10 feet fucking in the air. It was fucking awesome. Well, for another moonsault, Seth gets the feet up. Super kicks him in the gut. Curb stomp for the win. I thought this was a fine match, though, and I really liked how um, they did something different. Like, um, I I can feel like... This reminds me of when they did Neville versus Seth. Seth teases turning heel. He goes back in very angrily, and he shakes Umberto Carrillo's hand. By the way, the whole time they were just cheering for Wyatt, which is cool, but... I don't know. I just... Like, this is what you want. You guys want something different, and then when you get something different, you guys sit on your hands. Like, it's fucking stupid. Street Profits come out, and uh, they were teasing finding a friend, but they can't find a friend. So it's two on two, but AJ keeps getting involved in the match with the OC. So yeah, it's Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows versus uh, the Street Profit and Twos. Street Profits main event for all, though. I'm like, good for them. They're good for them. They main event Raw their first night wrestling. So that's a good sign. Hopefully these guys don't become irrelevant in the side of a week or two because these guys are really good in NXT. They actually got to shine. They got some great tag team matches. They got the titles, which I never thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to be the next Enzo and Kaz. <sighs> I'm seeing as dominating the match, basically. 
for the beginning of it, but then uh, uh, Montez Ford starts to come back a little here and there. Tags in Angelo Dawkins, fam. Uh, Dawkins goes nuts. Big-ass pounce onto Carl Anderson, onto Luke Gallows. I thought it was cool. It's classic Chris Jericho Moon's uh, fucking uh, bulldog. Dawkins is trying to fend off both members at the same time. He throws Gallows to the outside. Gallows takes him. AJ pushes fucking uh, Montez Ford onto Carl. I mean, Carl. Carl catches him midair with a beautiful spine buster. Carl's probably got the best spine buster in the business right now, I think. Uh, AJ's about to beat the shit out of Angelo. I mean, um, fucking uh, Montez. Ref tries to kick him out. AJ's not listening. Kevin Owens randomly comes out. Fucking AJ's like, you son of a bitch. Fucking stunners AJ. Takes him out of the equation. Montez forward. Beautiful dive to the outside. Spine buster by Angelo Dawkins. Tags in. Big frog splash by Montez Ford. And I guess Kevin Owens was the help. I don't understand why Kevin Owens didn't come out in the beginning. If they did find somebody. I don't know. I said we get Kevin versus AJ. And the last matches they had were kind of trash for the US title. Their whole feud was kind of trash to me. But fucking we get Montez Ford just takes someone's baby from the crowd. The baby's dressed as Hulk Hogan, which is hilarious. Happiest baby in the world right now. And fucking Montez Ford is just celebrating with the baby. I thought that was pretty funny. But overall, I thought Raw was decent. It, it wasn't bad. It, did, it didn't offend my intelligence, how it usually does. You know what I mean? SmackDown did that. Don't worry about that. Well, uh, <laughs> I thought Raw was actually pretty decent. I, I really liked the little push of Humberto Carrillo. Like, I know he lost to Seth, and people were just like, but he lost. But I'm like, it's, it's in the display. He got a 10-minute match. 10, you know, 10-plus-minute 10 match with the champion. Fucking Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, you know, the guy that pushed you to the fucking moon, which I'm okay with. I love Seth, but... Hey, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You can't be winners all the time. Alrighty, time for the SmackDown review. Ugh. I found SmackDown to be so boring this week, dude. Not even Brock Lesnar killing Rey Mysterio could save it for me, even though that shit was awesome. I'm not going to lie. Fucking the way Rey got thrown into the wall. So we started off with the members of Team Hogan and Team Flair, but only the SmackDown members, only Shin, Corbin, and Sami Zayn were there for Team Flair, and for Team, uh, also there on Miz TV, I forgot to mention. And for Team Hogan, we got Roman, Ali, and uh, Shorty, fucking D, and what the hell was Chad Gable wearing, dude? He looked like a failed basketball player, man. I hope this costume don't stay. It's pretty bad. But yeah, this Shorty G business, man. I don't know what they're doing. So uh, all the guys start jawjacking back and forth. You know, Roman's own insults Corbin's way. Everyone's throwing insults at each other. Sami Zayn is the one that shined here on the mic. Basically, the whole time, I was like, all right, let's fight. But Sammy's just like, nah, but I got a replacement. He brings Azaro, and then a fucking fight breaks out. Big brawl. Everyone starts beating the crap out of everybody. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, but Sammy Zane was definitely the shine here. This dude is so good, man. This dude is great, but he's not being used at all. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but... New Day... Uh, Kofi Kingston and Big E versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roo. 
Ziggler ends up hitting a super kick in the first like two minutes of the match. It's Kofi on the outside. Big E comes back, you know, his usual comeback with his belly to belly. Big E's on fire. He's in Fuego, as fucking they would say. Uh, throws Kofi out for a big dive on uh, Ziggy. Ziggy, Ziggy, Ziggy. Uh, Ziggler ends up rolling up Kofi and beating him in about like five minutes. Dying how the mighty have fallen for Kofi Kingston. Revival then comes out and starts getting into a brawl. And then every tag team that on the SmackDown side is going to be in the tag team turmoil match comes in. <sighs> oh, excuse me. They all start beating the crap out of each other. But it's a new day and uh, heavy machinery standing tall. Uh, promo package for Tyson Fury because, you know, that's all we care about. Lacey Evans comes out. She's fighting a job girl. Basically, tell her, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna, you know, this is below me, blah, blah, blah. So she ends up leaving, and the uh, jobber girl starts counting. Because she comes in, boom, women's right. Quick win for Lacey Evans. I'm hoping they do something with Lacey on SmackDown. She's great, man. Like, this girl's character, she stays in character. She's, she's not bad in the ring either. Like, I hope they do something with her. I've actually become a very big Lacey Evans fan. Uh, Nikki Cross promo backstage. Uh, Ray Wyatt brings back the Firefly Funhouse in less than a week. Legit, it is rebuilt. Uh, he resurrects Rambling Rabbit. We get to see how he actually does it now. He gives him a kiss in the forehead and Rambling Rabbit comes back. Lucha House Party's Kalisto versus Drew Gulak. And again... <sighs> just why? Why? Why of all the people backstage, you gotta fuck with Drew Gulak like this, dude? Guy just came back to SmackDown. You know, he just came back to a, to a fucking roster. And you treat him like this. Uh, Kalisto starts going in with some kickies. Uh, Gulak takes control. But, you know, before the match, he was making fun of Braun again with his PowerPoint presentations. He's about to hear, hit the airplane crash. Until Braun comes out. Distracts him. Kalisto fucking beats him with Salida Del Sol. Braun hits a power slam. It's another power slam. Basically says Tyson Fury is fucked. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't understand why it has to be Gulag, but whatever. Daniel Bryan comes out, and they're talking about, hey, what happened? He said that Daniel Bryan was dead. You know, he's still not yesing, so it's still hope. But it looks like they're building between him and Shinsuke, which I know Bryan must be... <sighs> I know Bryan must be pretty fucking happy. Uh, Sammy again coming out with another killer promo. It's a great fucking promo saying, join us, man. We're artists. We stand for something. We do art in that ring, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Bryan never answers the question and he walks away. Rey Mysterio comes out with Kane Velasquez cutting a promo saying, hey, you fuck with family, blah, blah, blah. But Brock is there and Brock is just like, I noticed Dominic wasn't with him and I'm like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And Brock's just like, hey, what do you think I was doing the whole time? Destroying Dominic. Dominic is backstage stretching. Brock comes in with a fucking trash can and starts beating the shit. Takes Rey Mysterio, F5s him through a wall. Legit, his shoe broke the wall. Takes fucking, um, uh, Kane Velasquez, F5s him on Dominic. This was the best part of SmackDown, honestly. <laughs> Rey Mysterio's shoe breaking that wall legit made me die laughing. Uh, we get a 
Shay, uh, we get a uh, Sheamus from Glove. Cesaro, King Corbin, and Shinsuke Nakamura. This is fucking Shinsuke's fourth or fifth time appearing on the show. I'm pretty happy about it. Or is the team of Ali, Roman Reigns, and Shorty Jizzle? Uh, this match wasn't bad. This is actually a pretty good match. This match actually wasn't too bad for a tag team match because it, it had enough weirdness. Like seeing Shorty G and Shinsuke Matt wrestle was pretty good. Cesaro going in there with Ali was pretty good. Uh, Corbin destroys Ali with fucking clothesline. I mean, this was a clothesline on the outside. Shinsuke's not letting nobody tag in. He keeps going after everybody. Uh, Cesaro tries to very European uppercut Ali, but Ali turns it into a DDT. I thought that was really impressive. That was kind of cool. Corbin is just getting in the face of Hulk Hogan the whole time. I feel like everyone has. Even Drew McIntyre has been just going in on fucking Hulk Hogan. Uh, fucking Ali hits the enziguri. He finally goes for the tag. Tags in Shorty G. He starts cleaning house on Shinsuke. And some very impressive suplexes. Big moonsault. Like, Shorty G hit a big comeback moment. Poor Chad Gable. Big belly-to-belly suplex to Cesaro. Corbin comes in and shuts that fucking down. He's about to finish him off because, you know, who knows finishing off uh, Shorty G like Corbin. Roman Reigns comes in. Him and Cesaro are the legal men. Roman comes in with the hot tag. Big uh, fucking one-armed powerbomb. Uh, beautiful catch. Spine buster into the... Cesaro swing into the sharpshooter by Cesaro. Very vicious looking. He just, like, did it. Ali comes in. Super kicks Cesaro off uh, Roman. Roman with Superman punch to Shinsuke. Oh, me again. Very European uppercut to Roman by Cesaro. Roman kicks out. Uh, Roman with a catching Superman punch to Cesaro. Big spear. One, two, three. But no, you would think he actually tags in Ali to get the win. And Ali hits the 450 and he gets the win. But I thought this episode of SmackDown sucked. It was cool seeing Shinsuke a lot. And uh, Sami Zayn killing it on the promos and the stuff with Daniel Bryan's interesting. The tag team match wasn't that bad at the end, but that's really about it. Uh, honestly, SmackDown was just meh. Ever since his move to Fox, has been nothing but meh. SmackDown was meh before, but now it's like ridiculous. Alright, here's probably my favorite show. Like it's, It was hard to tell AEW because both shows are so great. But I think NXT definitely took it this week. NXT was just fucking incredible. Incredible. Like, AEW was too. I like how they were very, very tag team focused. But just AEW knocked it out the fucking park, dude. It was crazy. Uh, we started off with Rhea Ripley. Again, great fucking start. Versus Bianca Belair. And this was a good match. This felt like a takeover match. Uh, these women did not really hold back anything going in there. Um... Again, every time I see a Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, I'm just more and more impressed how fucking good this girl is for being so fucking young. Like, what is she, 23, 22 years old? It's crazy. She's got her character down. She's got her moveset down. She's got her promo skills down. She's got everything down. She's fucking only in her early 20s. I'm telling you, it's getting more ridiculous every time. Rhea was definitely in control of the match a lot more. Because, you know, the strength advantage and all that stuff. A beautiful standing vertical suplex by Rhea Ripley. Uh, Bianca starts going in with the shots. Bianca's trying to strike her down, which is uh, 
Bad idea. Ripley tries to go for something off the top, but Bianca shuts her down and takes her out of the top. Looks for a quick pin, but does not work. After that, Bianca starts dominating a little bit. She hits her own standing vertical suplex on Rhea Ripley. Gets revenge for her doing it, which is also very impressive. Because Rhea, the big girl, man, she's huge, tall. Very tall for the for a woman, you know what I mean? Uh, hip toss to Bianca Belair. She whips her by the hair, which made me laugh. Both girls take each other down when they uh, face buster each other. Call it the double axe factor spot. Bianca then finally gets a little bit more advantage. Starts giving her the strikes in the corner. Uh, Rhea's trying to come back, but boots Bianca mid-air, which Bianca sold like death. Uh, Kravat and some knee strikes into a snapmare by Rhea. Big uh, drop kick in the side of the head. Rhea starts coming in with the big clotheslines, but does not let go of her hand. Thought she was going to do a rainmaker for a second, but she actually ended up doing a drop kick. Uh, fucking deadlift, cloverleaf. Which is Rhea's new, one of her new finishes now. Even though it used to be a signature. That's a cannonball on the outside. I was like, what the hell? Io Shirai comes in. My heart skips a beat. And lands a 619. Uh, th- sorry, the Tiger Fight Kick. On fucking Rhea Ripley. But then Candace comes out. Takes out Io. Then fucking uh, Bianca makes one mistake. Riptide. Rhea Ripley catches her and wins the match. I'm very happy about this. Telling you, do war games for the women. War games match for the women needs to happen. It's a lot of challenges right now, and I feel like Rhea Ripley is going to win that title. I really hope she does. I really want to see Rhea Ripley and EO again. Uh, we go back to the Undisputed Era beating the crap out of Velveteen Dream, who's out with a real back injury, which sucks. Leading up to... Uh, and uh, We go back, and uh, Pete Dunne has brought Tyler Bate with him, and... Tyler Bates is one of my absolute favorites right now. Like, Tyler Bates is so scary good. This guy was having match of the year qualifiers at 19 years old. Come on, man. This guy's a freak. (laughs) He's so fucking good. So I'm happy to see him back. Matt Riddle comes out, and it is Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. You know, Trevor Lee. I fucking love this match. Like, I couldn't believe this match was only, like, five or six minutes. This match went 100 miles per hour. Oh, my God. This match was so fucking good. And it was so short. I don't get it. These guys made something so entertaining. So, Cameron Grimes goes for the stomp. Riddle goes for the fucking uh, fucking, uh, V-trigger. Doesn't get it. Or the final flash. Much respect for Riddle for calling it that. Uh, Both guys are mat wrestling. Riddle takes him down. Takes him down again, showing the strength factor here. Uh, Cameron Grimes fights out of it with a roll-up. Riddle tries to fucking choke him out in a Gokina clutch. Uh, Riddle starts going in him with the kicks. Big forearm in the corner. Big exploder suplex for a near fall. Hits the Broton. Not going down. Starts slapping the crap out of Cameron Grimes' chest. Uh, go back to kicking the crap out of him. Uh, fucking hits a jackhammer. And this douche, man, all the crowds are standing, Riddle, Riddle. So the jackhammer's just become a basic move for Matt Riddle. That's hilarious. You know Goldberg must be loving that shit. Uh, Grimes reverses Riddle, tries to kick him in the head, but ends up hitting a fucking moonsault German suplex. You heard me right. You heard me right. He landed a moonsault and grabbed onto a midway and landed a German suplex. Never seen that before. 
very impressive by Cameron Grimes. This guy's great, man. Like, it's crazy how a lot of people didn't like this guy. This guy's great. Uh, fucking bro to sleep. Deadlift German suplex onto fucking Cameron Grimes. Kicks out. Uh, another Broton. Riddle's looking like he's going for the fucking uh, bro Derek. But Grimes fights out. It's a beautiful sidewinder fucking side slam. That was cool looking. Like I said, this match was only five or six minutes and they put all this work in. Fisherman's Buster from the, from the middle rope by Matt Riddle gets a near fall. Uh, floating Bro misses. Grimes gets the knees up. Fucking float over. Power bomb. Fucking uh, Grimes catches him, lands a hook kick. Hits its fucking moonsault float over. Goes for the stomp. Riddle catches him in the power bomb. Flips him over. Flash, final flash knee. Bro Derek. One, two, three. Riddle gets the clean win here. Cameron Grimes' first, uh, first loss as he came back. You know, doing his little run with the hat. What a great fucking match. People are still chanting the Goldberg chant at him with the Riddle. He tries to fist bump Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is not taking it. He's mad at Tyler Bate for being at ringside. Tyler Bate knocks him the fuck out with the bop and bang punch. And it looks like we're going to get Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes. And that match is going to be fucking great. Like I said, there's there's nothing Tyler Bate can do wrong. This guy is fan-diddly-tastic. Fandango and Tyler Breeze comes out. And now they're air pilots. I kind of like this a lot. How they change their gimmick every time. It also sounds like they changed their theme too. Which I'm like what the hell. Their last theme was so good. Uh, instead of Kushida helping them out. They got uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Which I didn't like they changed his theme. His theme sucks now. His old theme matched them so well. It matches like you know swagger persona. So it's. Um, Rizango and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Versus uh, the Forgotten Buns. Uh. Jackson Riker's there, you know, you know, the only one they care about. <laughs> well, we started off, Fandango's getting dominated by Jackson Riker. Tyler Breeze is getting dominated, so they're tagging Isaiah Swift Scott. Uh, they're all getting dominated. Jackson Riker is legit pushing all of them. Fandango tries to come back in, mounts some offense. Jackson Riker finally tags out. Uh, Dango starts doing his little stripper dance, lands a leg drop. Uh, takes out. One of the Forgotten Sons, but fucking Tyler Breeze ends up getting a urinagade on the fucking hardest part of the ring. The ring apron, that was rough. Uh, the whole time it is uh, fucking uh, Wesley Blake in now. In a uh, fucking uh, Cutler. I just call him Cutler. <laughs> you, you know is gonna shorten his name. <laughs> it's just Cutler. Same thing, Riker. Just Riker. Uh, but they start dominating until Dango finally gets the hot tag. And Jesus, Dango's hot tag is one of my favorites. Because he legit just chops you for like five minutes straight. And they look so rough. I love it. So Dango's coming in. He tags in Isaiah Swerve Scott to get a hot tag of his own. Isaiah's about to get hit with a tiger bomb. Gets hit with a fucking butterfly backbreaker instead. Frankenstein off the top rope to Isaiah. Both of the Forgotten Sons hit the fucking uh, diving headbutt at the same time. That was cool. Isaiah's coming in. Wesley Blake tries to take him down for a vertical atomic drop into a drop kick. Uh, Isaiah comes in, flatliner, fucking uh, jumping flatliner to uh, fucking Wesley Blake. Jackson Riker tries to suplex him onto everybody. 
That doesn't happen. Uh, Isaiah takes him out. Does a moonsault on Jackson Riker's chest onto the other members of the Forgotten Sons. That was cool. Uh, Jackson Riker goes for another slingshot. Double super kick onto Jackson Riker for a near fall. That almost got it. This match was really good too. I'm telling you, this match, I kind of went, eh, this could be okay. Fucking Dango's going in with the chops again. Until Jackson Riker cuts him off. He fucking, Mick Foley's himself and throws himself out there. Wesley Blake and uh, fucking uh, Cutler try to hit their move. But fucking Isaiah Surfscott hits his nice little like fucking uh, sidekick to the head. And they get the clean win. I really found it weird. I really never thought they would have um, the Forgotten Sons lose when they're all together. Uh, then Isaiah Surfscott starts dancing and celebrating with Dango. Because <laughs> Dango's just hip thrusting to save his life. But I thought this was a really fun match. Leo Rush comes out, and he's on commentating. Angel Garza comes out, you know, getting the kiss from the ladies. And we get the return of Gentleman Jack Gallagher, man. One of the best headbutts in the business. Probably the best headbutt in the business, I'm telling you right now. It was really good to see Gentleman Jack. Uh, I've been a big fan of Gentleman Jack for a long time. I feel like this man's very underrated. No one talks about him. It's crazy. Uh, so we got, again, some amazing chain wrestling to start off. Gentleman Jack's just playing games. He takes off Garza's pants. Garza gets pissed and takes him out. Garza with a fucking reverse suplex, which is cool. Super kick to the side of the head uh, for a near fall. Uh, Leo Rush on commentary was okay. I don't know. I felt like his mind was somewhere else. You know what I mean? I felt like he was just like, eh, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to the match between Angel Garza and him. Angel Garza actually ended up picking up the win. I actually thought Gentleman Jack was going to win because I like Gentleman Jack. Gentleman Jack gets thrown out by Garza. Garza hits the greatest suicide dive ever. He suicide dives, but not really. And then pats him on the slaps him on the back of the head. Garza gets hit with one of Gentleman Jack's headbutts, and I thought he died. Uh, Garza takes him down from the middle rope, hits a moonsault, basically hits the Aztec press. Which I'm just like, how the fuck is him and, um, fucking Alberto Carrillo have the same damn finish, <laughs> but kind of different. So Garza wins. Uh, women's number one contender match for the women's tag team title. Team kick, Tegan Knox and, uh, fucking, uh, Dakota Kai. Versus, I call... <laughs> <laughs> well, I call him the Lesbian Patrol Squad because you know Shayna Baszler. I don't. I don't know if Shayna's is really a lesbian, though, but I'm just joking. He's a funny game. The Lesbian Patrol Squad of Maria Shafir and Jessamyn Dukey. Jessamyn Duke, but her name is hilarious. So Jessamyn Duke and fucking Maria Shafir. By the way, Maria Shafir is something else. God damn it, Roddy, you lucked out, boy. That woman is fine. <laughs> Uh, she's going in doing some judo, you know, judo here, judo there. They're, they're, they're doing stuff. Like I said, they're still pretty green. They still have a lot to learn, I think. But they could be something. They could be something. You know what I mean? Like, I absolutely think Ronda's trash, but that's just me. Everyone likes her, but that's just me. She's trash. But Shayna is something else, dude. Look at that. That girl's a diamond <laughs> that was found. Uh, scorpion kick. Basically, uh, Tia Knox comes in, and Tegan Knox single-handedly beats both women. <laughs> she choke slams both of them, hits corner senton in the corner, cross body. Fucking Dakota comes in, pump, bicycle kick, headbutt, shiny as wizard. That's it. This match was not even like three minutes. This was just a squash match, it felt like. But we get the Kabuki Warriors versus Team Kick. 
Ibuki warriors show up on screen, cut an all-Japanese promo, which makes me fucking happy. I love that they don't talk English. Absolutely love it. They should never talk English. Ever. Just let them talk Japanese, let the crowd wonder. You know Asuka's cursing her ass off, because he's always fucking cursing. But I, I can clearly say I am very much looking forward to this match. Main event time is Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijakovic. Damn, I miss his name just being Dijak. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong looks like he's about to get murdered. <laughs> Legally murdered. Oh, I was laughing my ass off because Roddy's just like, ah, oh, fuck, kill me. But this was a good fucking match. I love this three-way. These guys went in. It was for the titles. Fucking Roddy tries to take it to Keith Lee. And Keith Lee just stands there as Roddy bounces off him. The whole time it's Keith Lee and Dijakovic. Keith Lee with a big spine buster to Dijakovic. Stiff forearm shot. These guys start beating the crap out of each other. Roddy comes in with the annoying little brother. Keith Lee beals him halfway across the ring. Keith Lee and Dijakovic go at it again. Keith Lee gets tossed out by Roddy. Roddy with a big impressive superplex to Dijakovic from the top rope for a near fall. Roddy's going in at Dijakovic. He's trying to wear him down a little here. Some stiff-ass fucking Roddy chops. You know Roddy chops. Dijakovic hits some big kicks. Big spinning back elbow. Super kick to Keith Lee. Roddy takes advantage of that. Knees him in the gut. Big running knee to Keith Lee. Dijakovic tells him, Tie the floor! And fucking throws away Roderick. Superplex. I mean, suplex onto Roddy. He uses Keith Lee. Fucking um, Dijakovic with a cannonball. Keith Lee catches him in the powerbomb position. Roddy drop kicks him into each other. Oh, my God. Uh, Roddy jumps at fucking uh, Dijakovic. Dijakovic takes him out with a stiff fucking roaring elbow. Uh, we get some crazy shit. So, let me explain this. So, Tower of Doom spot, you know, your usual shit. Keith Lee takes Roddy and Dijakovic. But Dijakovic had Roddy in a brain buster position. For, I would say, for about six or five seconds, Keith Lee actually held both these motherfuckers up there. No support, nothing. He legit held both men. As Dijakovic was in the powerbomb position and fucking he was holding Roddy up for a brain buster. Crazy. Keith Lee drops both of them. Roddy hits a backbreaker on Dijakovic. Starts hitting the Roddy versus the world elbows in the corner. I mean, in the rope to Keith Lee. I love that fucking move. Where he just like does a million fucking elbows. Uh, Dijakovic with a moonsault. Lands on his feet. Super kicks Keith Lee. Big bicycle fucking, I mean, uh, kick. Uh, choke slam from the top rope. Keith Lee. Near fall. Fucking Dijakovic is insane. He hits a fucking Fillsbury flop to the outside. Keith Lee with a picture perfect. Tone Cone Julio fucking dive. You know, he rises the Terminator. Spirit bombs from the top rope. Roddy comes in like a man from hell. Sick kick to Keith Lee. And he actually fucking won cleanly with no help from the Undisputed Era. Boy, was I happy. I'm just happy Roddy's got the sick kick back, man. I'm very happy about it. Uh, the, the white boys come celebrate, as I call them. Beat the crap out of Keith Lee. For some reason, they singled out Keith Lee and beat the shit out of him. But then fucking the music plays and Tommaso Ciampa comes out. No one will survive himself. Uh, he's got his uh, camouflage crutch, so you know you can't see what he has in his hand. At this point, I expected it. I'm just like, all right, come on. 
DIY. Where the fuck is Johnny Gargano? Champa's a man, though. He went in there by himself. No fucks given. And here comes Johnny Wrestling. The crowd loses their fucking mind. Champa has, like, a smile on his face, which is really cool. So, basically, both men are, like, smiling, saying, DIY, let's do it. Then Finn Balor comes out, and I knew something was up. Because I saw Finn with all black. <laughs> and he's wearing all black in a leather jacket. So, Finn is basically teasing, teaming up with Gargano. And then he Pele kicks Gar- He does the most beautiful Pele kick to Gargano. Takes Gargano out. I'm not going to lie. I fucking marked out. I was so very happy. Oh, my God. To see Finn back to his fucking roots. It gets even better. So, the, the fucking Undisputed Era. The murder... Absolutely destroy fucking Champa. The last shot. Knees to fucking the face. Gargano still trying to catch himself. Finn takes off his jacket. Gives him a running drop kick that broke the fucking barricade. Onto, you know, quote unquote fan. And um, picks him up. Bloody Sunday on the fucking ramp. And that looked rough. If you see Gargano's after and before pictures. Gargano has a red spot of blood. On the top of his head. His hair came out. That's how hard this bloody Sunday hit this man. Undisputed Era is posing just looking at Finn. And he does the fucking double gun pose. You know, back... Oh, man. I I was so happy. Because like I said, Finn has been such a fucking dweeb for so long. That I'm glad in NXT... In NXT, he is the most relevant he has been in years. They did a video asking people their favorite NXT star. And like 90% of them pick Finn Balor now. Because he's not a dweeb anymore. We get a promo from him actually on the Fox show. The FX1 show or whatever the fuck. And it is fantastic. I was so happy. Booker T's like, hey, I've been a big fan of you. Ever since Japan and all that. So have you returned to your roots? And he's like, yeah, I've been talking to the members, you know. I've been talking to Bullet Club. He didn't say Bullet Club. But he's been talking to the club boys, you know what I mean? And he basically says the prince is back. Dude, I was so fucking happy to hear him say that. Fucking Prince Devitt is back. I'm telling you right now. He needs to switch his song. If he gets the glowing fucking jacket, man, I'm... Oh, my God. I'm going to mark the fuck out, man. I'm going to lose my shit. I fucking love Prince Devitt, man. I love Finn Balor when he was in New Japan. He was so cool. He was so just, he was serious. He was a good heel. He was great, man. He was fucking fantastic. So, NXT just fucking killed it, man. This episode was fantastic. No low points at all. Everything was fucking great. Like, NXT just kills it as always. But now, I don't know. This episode was just something else. I think the Finn thing set it over the top for me, but... It was crazy. Alright, getting to it. AEW starts off hot. We started off with fucking Private Party versus the Lucha Bros. And this was my favorite match of the night. This match was incredible. This match was insane. These guys killed it for like 12, 14 minutes of just fucking crazy shit, man. I, I can't even name everything in this fucking match. It was so crazy, but I loved it. Tell you, man, G.O.D.'s my favorite tag team, but they're almost losing, man. They're almost getting beat by the Lucha Bros. Because fucking Lucha Bros is just crazy. 
don't know, it, it's this heel turn or whatever you want to call it, because you know AEW, whatever you want to call it, they've done to make these guys more aggressive. It's just so much better. But both both teams were just very impressive. Private Party is the craziest, man. Uh, 450 Splash. But uh, Pentagon ends up getting out of it. Uh, Pentagon starts going in. Oh, my God. There was a crazy spot. Crazy fucking spot. Where Phoenix gets down. And he double stomps. One of the members of Private Party. But the way he does it, he jumps backwards. And he just lets fucking gravity do its work. Double stomps one of the members of Private Party. So rough. Pentagon then double stomps the, the same member of Private Party. A uh, cool spot where Phoenix does a springboard moonsault to the outside. Pentagon driver for a near fall. Sucks that move to near fall. That move just looks so cool. I love that move. But basically, it is Lucha Bros are dominating at this point. Uh, hot tag made uh, by one of the members. Uh, fucking uh, reverse her Karana spot onto Phoenix. That was cool. Fucking um, crucifix bomb onto Phoenix. Phoenix kicks out. Like I said, this match is crazy. Crazy good. Phoenix does that little, little reverse hook kick thing that I like. A uh, crazy corkscrew throw out there. Shooting star press onto Phoenix for a near fall. I really thought they had it there. But Lucha Brothers start coming back in. Phoenix hits an impressive gory bomb special into a leg drop. Sling blade by Pentagon. Pentagon comes in. They set it up. But nope, doesn't happen. Gin and Juice finish by Private Party. I thought they had it there. Pentagon stops that shit. They hit the Gin and Juice on him. But Pentagon turns it into a Mexican destroyer. That was sick. Cero miedo. Fucking Phoenix runs. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Pentagon catches one of the members of Private Party. Holds him near the rope. Phoenix runs the rope. Not fucking, you know, takes his time walking. He runs the rope and PKs. Private Party in the face. Fuck it. I, I don't even know what to say. These guys are just fucking incredible. Uh, they hit their finish. The package pile driver into the double stomp for the win. Phoenix is going fucking nuts. Like, the crowd's going nuts. I'm going nuts. I was jumping out of my seat for this, dude. You cannot fuck with the Lucha Bros when it comes to wrestling. It's great when it comes to tag team wrestling. This match alone, even more, made me just want to want them to win. Oh, fucking, um. They show the package of them taking out fucking Daniel. So fucking rough looking. But it's SCU, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian versus uh, Evil Uno, the Dark Order, uh, Grayson. Yeah, it's Grayson. I almost want to call him Hanson. It's Grayson and Evil Uno, the Dark Order. And this was the Dark Order's best match. And I feel like a lot of people haven't been sold to the Dark Order. But like I said, these guys were great when they were the Super Smash Brothers. And this match proved it, man. This match was fantastic. You know, the stuff happened with Jericho and all the, the members of the inner circle, but I thought this match was great. Uh, always been a big fan of Frankie's area. Scorpio Sky's really winning me over, dude. This guy's killing it so far. But Evil Uno and uh, Grayson dominate for the beginning of this match. 
good double team maneuvers. Fucking Frankie tries to come back, tags in Scorpio Sky finally. Scorpio Sky with a big, beautiful drop kick as he comes in. But right away, the Dark Order take re advantage. Grayson with a big headbutt to the shoulder. Uh, Scorpio Sky fights out of it. Evil Uno, knowing his surroundings, does that beautiful double stomp reversal that uh, Scorpio Sky does. I love that shit. Tags in Frankie. They tag back in. Had a quick double team maneuver. Uh, Grayson with a fucking Matrix move into a Pele. That was really cool. Evo Uno taking Scorpio Sky and ramming him head first into the steel steps. This is where the Dark Order dominates in the beginning. Uh, beautiful vertical suplex onto the... And here comes Jericho and the Inner Circle. They bought tickets. They're watching from the skybox. You know, they're, they're living in life right now. I kind of hate how this took away from this match. This match is really fucking good. Frankie with the hot tag comes in, cleans fucking house. Sabu, the light leg drop. Fucking hits a swinging neck breaker onto Grayson for a near fall. Uh, Evo Uno gets involved. Frankie tries to take him out. Frankie hits a two roll up and a fucking Northern Light suplex at the same time. That was cool. Uh, Frankie's on the top rope but gets taken down by Evo Uno. Fucking inner circles watching. Big knee by Grayson onto Frankie until he gets catapulted back. A uh, cool tag team maneuver where um, Grayson had Frankie in the fucking electric chair. He tosses him onto Evil Uno and Evil Uno fucking catches him with a sit out power bomb. I thought that was really fucking cool looking. Both guys with a miscommunication. Evil Uno ends up taking out fucking uh, Grayson. Uh, Grayson gets caught with a rope cutter by Frankie. He's always been doing that shit. Uh, move looks cool. Uh, Grayson tried to do this thing. He kind of botched it a little bit, but it still looks fucking cool. He walked on Evil Uno and fucking Scorpio Kai's shoulders and ended up hitting a Huracurana onto fucking Frankie. But I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it looked, you know, it was a little botchy, but I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, cool spot where uh, Grayson is being followed by Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is chasing him to the corner and fucking instead of going to the corner and doing some, you know, reversal, Grayson kills himself. He throws himself. High as he can, throws himself onto fucking um, Frankie Kazarian. Evil Uno hits this fucking cool ass fucking move. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a fucking package end of days. It looks so cool. Such a cool finisher. It's not a finish though, which is sad. It looks so cool. Uh, Dark Order go for the fatality. Well, fucking Frankie takes Grayson out with a spring, uh, slingshot DDT. Uh, fucking, uh, SCU later, which is fucking a gory special onto a GTS. Really cool looking finish. I've never seen that before. That's awesome. SCU gets the clean win on the Dark Order. They are looking very serious. But now we get, um, great fucking match. We get Joy Janela versus Kenny Omega 2. And, uh, I'm very happy. This wasn't a hardcore match. It was just a simple one-on-one -on -one match. I thought this match was fucking great. Again, Kenny... Can do no wrong, and I'm glad that fucking um, Joey Janela is getting the respect he deserves because Joey's fucking good, man. Joey's pretty damn good. Like, you look at him and he doesn't look like much, but Joey's pretty damn good. Him and Kenny with mutual respect, you know, code of honor. And uh, we get started chain wrestling to start this match. You know, Kenny's got that in control, but Joey actually shows a little bit of his chain wrestling, which the commentators bring that up. You know, Joey's no slouch when it comes to chain wrestling, he just doesn't really need to use it. Uh, Kenny going for a quick dive, quick dive in the beginning of the match, just a plancha, a pescado. 
Uh, big shoulder in the corner, but Joey takes a uh, misses uh, it and takes him out with a European uppercut. Uh, Kenny's going way too fast right now. <laughs> this dude's speed is fucking incredible. Uh, fucking Joey takes him out with a plancha on the outside. Joey's uh, clubbing him, you know, trying to take him down. Uh, Kenny slings him shot. Fucking uh, dragon rush suplex. Goes for another dragon rush. Joey reverses into a back elbow. Catches him with a fucking running German suplex to the corner. Goes for the elbow drop. Hits the Macho Man elbow drop from the top rope. Joey gets thrown into the top turnbuckle. Hits with another dragon rush. V-trigger. First one of the night for a near fall. Uh, goes for a big V-trigger. But Joey catches him with a German suplex. Kenny no-sells. Goes running. Joey bicycle kicks him. Fucking... Um, Kenny no-sells that shit. V-triggers him. Then fucking Joey turns it into a fisherman's buster. Joey then sets up this clothesline, right? And I was like, yo, I'm, I, I got respect for the clotheslines, dude. I fucking love just a sick lariat. Just a fucking big fucking clothesline. That's why I love Shingo Takagi and Evil. Because those guys know how to throw a clothesline. So Joey gets up to Kenny. He runs to the corner. He runs to the rope. Runs the rope. Runs the rope. Runs the rope. And just gives Kenny this fucking clothesline. Turns him inside out. I just have high respect for a clothesline. Uh, Joey is a fucking maniac and tries to go for a slanton on the fucking apron. Kenny rolls out of the way. Boom. This guy destroys his hip on the fucking apron. Oh, rough. Kenny comes in. One of the most vicious looking V-triggers you'll ever see. Kenny gives him a V-trigger on the rope. And Joey's just hanging there. I legit had friends texting me. Thinking. That Joey was legitimately knocked out. And I even said no. He's only done that before to evil. <laughs> I think to Elgin too if I'm not mistaken. But oh my god. Gets him up. One winged angel. Clean win for Kenny. And this one actually counts. Great fucking match. Great 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 match. Uh, Joey and Kenny got some weird chemistry man. Joey and Kenny got some weird chemistry. It's weird. Uh, promo package to full gear. Here comes Moneybag Cody Rhodes. I like Cody. I know this is going to sound negative. I love Cody. Cody's cool. But why does Cody have to be the one that always takes a shot at WWE? Every time. Like, Cody, this is not TNA. You don't have to do this. You don't have to bring up WWE every time. He's cutting a promo and Jericho's booing him. You know, he's like, oh, Cody, you suck. Kenny, I mean, Cody grabs the mic and he's like, this is not the other company we worked for. There's no invisible walls. We can fight each other anytime. I'm like, why you gotta do that? That's Bush League, dude. Like, I love Cody, man, but he's one of the guys that just always kind of annoys me with that stuff. It was just like, oh, this ain't WWE. WWE. I'm like, dude, let it go. You made a star out of yourself in Ring of Honor. You had the title for almost a year. You were a star in Japan. You're a star now. Let it go. WWE doesn't matter. You're killing it. Like, stop. So we get the promo. You know, Jericho's chilling with the inner circle. And Jericho's just like, who do you got? You got no backup. But you're by yourself, Junior. I'm the champion and all this shit. Scotty's like, true, I am by myself. You know what I expected? Dustin comes out. So I'm like, all right, fucking Dustin. I expected that. MJF comes out, and I'm like, all right, I expected that. Fucking one of the biggest pops of the fucking night, though. DDP comes out. Diamond Dallas Page, one of my absolute favorites from WCW. 
I don't know, you talk about his WWE career enough. Thank you, Undertaker. But one of my favorites, I fucking love DDP. You know, I got to start doing my DDP yoga. I bought the package and everything. Shout out to DDPY. It's not your yoga, man. It's not yoga, but it's yoga. <laughs> so he got the whole squad. Jericho locks himself in a fucking uh, room with a glass door. And I'm like, uh-oh. Goldberg time. He tells MJF, Cody tells MJF, give me your scarf. He wraps the scarf around his fist, punches through the glass door, opens up the door, and a big fucking brawl breaks out. And I love this brawl. I thought it was a good brawl. Start going nuts. Cody's fucking choking Jericho with the Dippin' Dots ice cream. Dippin' Dots offer to make Cody a flavor of Rocky Roads. Fucking Jericho's screaming out, I have a ticket! I have a ticket! <laughs> Uh, but this was a fun brawl. Best friends here versus the young Buckaroos. And uh, this is a great match, too. Uh, very good showcase for the best friends. I don't feel like they've had the biggest opportunity to show their skills. Fucking Orange Cassidy gets double super kick before the match even starts. But best friends dominate early in the beginning. Uh, fucking uh, Young Bucks are trying to come back. Still got the shirt on, still. Uh, Slingshot X Factor. Fucking, you know, Young Buck's usual stuff. You know, hitting their usual offense. Uh, Beretta takes it to the outside. Gets speared. I mean, he hits a spear on one of the Young Bucks. That was cool. Uh, starts going in, taking out uh, Nick. Uh, Nick with a slingshot DDT onto the apron. They're going back for Orange Cassidy, but he uses the distraction. Beretta uses the distraction for his advantage. Old Sun Snake looking ass. A uh, beautiful German suplex and Saito suplex onto both uh, Jacksons by uh, Beretta. Uh, Chucky T comes in, hits a fucking standing uh, slice bread. Falcon's arrow. Nobody kicks out of the Falcon's arrow. He's going for the big one, man. <laughs> Inside joke with Chucky T. Look it up. It's pretty funny. Basically, just no one kicks out of the Falcon arrow. That's all I can tell you. But guess what? Fucking Matt Jackson kicked out of the fucking Falcon arrow, that bastard. Nick comes in, Orange Cassidy fucking with a crazy no man dive, uh, strong zero, double stomp into the fucking uh, pile driver, uh, got stuppered knee, this is a cool spot, so fuck you, the no sell was whatever, you know, it was whatever, electric chair set up by Chucky e. T onto Nick Jackson, um, fucking Beretta knees Nick Jackson off his uh, shoulders, Nick Jackson catches himself, lands on his feet, super kicks the living shit out of Chucky e. T. I thought it was a really cool fucking spot. Uh, fucking uh, Matt Jackson with a big dive on the outside. Uh, Young Bucks win for more bang for your buck. I was very happy to see them win with their old finish. I love more bang for your buck. Uh, Britt Baker, fucking. So I, I mini marked out. <laughs> they, they did this segment, you know, it's Britsburg, it's Pittsburgh, it's Pittsburgh. And fucking Britt Baker's opponent is announced. She comes out. It's fucking Jamie Hayter from fucking Stardom, which I've seen. And fucking um, she basically she's she teams up with fucking uh Bea Bripsley. I never even thought about her coming, but Jamie is something else. This woman is beautiful, thick and beautiful. Love her so much. Such a good fucking heel. Uh, Britt Baker comes out, <clears throat> and uh. This is definitely Britt Baker's best match. Jamie Hayter takes it right to Britt Baker, being the crap out of her in the corner. Britt's trying to fight out of it. Exploder suplexed on Britt Baker to the outside. I mean, to the corner. 
Jamie Hayter destroying Britt Baker of Irish Whips. Another sling blade attempt by uh, Britt Baker. Both girls back in the, the ring beat the crap out of each other with the stiff forearms. Britt goes for another sling blade, uh, catches her, and Jamie Hayter catches her in a fucking uh, coquina clutch. But Britt Baker escapes, another sling blade, go for a fisherman suplex. Jamie Hayter turns it into a Falcon's arrow. Nobody kicks out of the Falcon's arrow. Britt Baker kicked out of the Falcon's arrow. Canadian Destroyer attempt by Jamie Hayter doesn't work out. Brain buster from the middle rope. But fucking uh, onto Jamie Hayter by Britt Baker. Britt Baker with a fucking spinning back elbow. But Jamie Hayter reverses it into a modified Uranagi. Big clothesline by Jamie Hayter. Goes for another big clothesline. Super kick by fucking uh, Britt Baker. Hits the neck breaker for a near fall. Another super kick onto Jamie Hayter. Locks in the submission. The lock jaw. Puts the man in the claw in while in the rings of Saturn. Britt Baker gets a clean win. And Britt Baker was really over because, again, it was Pittsburgh. This is her hometown. But this was a good match. This is definitely Britt Baker's best match to date. Like, I like Britt Baker, but I feel like she hasn't shown what she's really made out of yet. But I feel like this match kind of helped with that. Main event time. It is John Moxley versus fucking uh, Pac. 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 Gotta say it right. Pac comes in, steel chair, beats the crap out of Moxley before the match even starts. Choke him out with his jacket. Just screwing fucking Moxley. Throwing him all over the place. Still crazy to me how these guys, man. How the fuck did WWE not use these guys right? Crazy. Pac, the match officially starts. Hits Spaceman plancha to the outside. Man lands on his feet. Pac is fucking magical, bro. Fucking Pac is taking control. Hitting some swift maneuvers here and there. Moxie overpowers him, takes him to the corner, but Pac takes back control. Beautiful kick to the side of the head. Uh, working the heel heat, Pac is. Kicking the crap out of him. Moxie's challenging to kick him more. Moxie keeps telling him, hit me. Hit me, son of a bitch. Pac is looking for a deadlift German suplex on the apron. Thankfully, he doesn't get it, but Moxley hitting his old finish. The old one percenter from EC3 on the fucking apron. That was sick looking. That was nice. Uh, both men exchanging forearms in the middle of the ring, but Moxie goes in with the strikes. Moxie's got the strike advantage. Uh, fucking Moxie comes in, big bicycle pub kick onto Moxie. Moxie no sells that shit, gives him a clothesline. Fucking X-Plex goes for the regal knee, but misses. Hits a dive on the outside instead. Lands on his feet. Moxie throws out uh, Pac. Pac catches himself. Fucking um, Moxley lets him run the ropes, gets hit with a beautiful side uh, side uh, side slam, like one of those uh, black hole slams, I would say. Uh, finally hits the regal knee for a near fall. It locks in the cloverleaf. Uh, Pac is about to tap out, but it doesn't happen. Pac with a drop kick to Moxley on the top rope. Hits him with a falcon's arrow, a super falcon's arrow. I don't know how the hell someone kicked out of that. But Moxley kicks out of the super falcon's arrow. Chucky T must be killing himself backstage. It's horrible. Goes for the black arrow. Moxie stops it. Throws uh, Pac to the outside. Goes for another dive, but Pac catches him. Gives him a PK to the fucking face. Hits a beautiful, I mean a gorgeous 450 splash to the outside. Oh, the sound this 450 made was fucking beautiful. I loved it. Goes for the black arrow. Misses completely. Moxley and Pac have a few minutes left. Hits the fucking... um, Oh, Dirty Deeds, doesn't get it, time limit runs out, Moxie goes, fuck this fucking time limit, DDT's the ref with the Paradigm Shift, or the Death Rider, I just call it Death Rider, so I like 
what they did here. This is exactly how you use the time limit. Exactly how you use it. When you have two men that are fucking over and you don't want them to lose, you put the time limit in. People better get used to it because this is how it should be. I completely agree with AEW doing this and Japan. I love when they do time limit draws. It's awesome. It's like when they did it back in the day with Kenny and Omega. Like I mean, Kenny and Omega. Kenny and Okada. That was fucking great. You got two over men. What do you do? Time limit. Uh, Mox is going nuts. Fucking DDT everyone in sight. He's really pissed off. And what a great episode. A great fucking episode. Tag team match. We're on point. Best friends got to show what they're made out of. Lucha Bros and fucking Private Party was fucking awesome. Love that match. Match of the night for me. Match of the week, though? Shit, I probably have to give it to fucking the triple threat with Roddy, Keith Lee, and Dijakovic. But Lucha Bros and fucking Private Party would probably be second. I don't know. I, I feel like, I, you know what, fuck it. Lucha Bros and Private Party was probably number one for me. I'm changing it right now. But just a lot of fucking great wrestling. Just a lot of great wrestling if you're, you know, you're not watching WWE. But, you know, because Raw, Raw is whatever. SmackDown's whatever. But it's a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. So, before I end the show, I wanted to talk about the fucking uh, Jordan Miles situation, you know, ACH. So, I didn't want to speak on it until I had all the facts, but it looks like everything's out and about. They're having a big meeting about it today, you know, but this this is kind of crazy. Like, this is ridiculous, I think, but this is the problem. I saw the shirt. And, yeah, it's totally fucking racist. It's blackface, you know what I mean? It has lips, it has white teeth, and it has a black border. I was like, okay, shirt is totally fucking racist. So he starts going in, you know, he posts a video saying WWE doesn't care about black people. And he posts the middle finger. I'm like, ACH, I get you. I've been saying that forever. That WWE doesn't care about black people or any ethnic person, really. When the Like, you know, Jordan Miles is talking about when's the last time you see the black person on top. Mr. Miles, when's the last time you've seen a Japanese person on top? Like, look at that. Like, when's the last time you've seen an Australian or even, like, anybody? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain people that get on top, but that's it. Like, I've been saying forever, why the fuck is Bobby Lashley not a bigger deal? You know what I mean? Elijah Burke, to me, back in the day, could have been something if done right. Like, look at Master Pope. He was big in NXT. Did he ever win the world title? I mean, uh, NXT. Uh, TNA. Did he ever win the world title? No. Which was stupid. But I get I get what Jordan Miles is trying to do. You know, he's trying to start a, you know, a little movement and all that stuff. I completely get him. I completely get him because I've been saying forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look at that. You got someone like Isaiah Swerve Scott that could be fucking big. Is he going to be? No. Like, let's be honest, you know what I mean? Like, Vince has his people he picks, and that's it. Like, Triple H is different to me. I, I don't like how he dragged Triple H's name through the mud, because I'm just like, dude, Triple H makes Japanese people big stars. Big E was one of his biggest stars. Gave him the world title, the NXT world title, easily. Shinsuke, world title. Andrade, world title. Triple H does not care if you don't speak English. He doesn't care. This man will push you on talent and talent alone. So I don't really like how he kind of dragged Triple H's name through the mud. But I get it. Because apparently Triple H was the one who approved the design. Then he found out he didn't. Triple H thought he approved the design. It was a big fucking mess. 
You know what I mean? Vince, okay, Vince is a fucking idiot. Like, Vince is a fucking idiot. Like, I've been saying this forever. This dude does not push anybody unless he fucking specifically likes him, which is fucking stupid. You should go by talent, like Triple H does. This man will push anybody to the fucking moon as long as they got the talent to back it up. You know what I mean? So, sure, is racist, gets taken down, I get it. But then it comes out that he approved the shirt. Something that was supposed to be like the Rolling Stone, you know, for a logo or whatever the fuck. They showed him the racist design, but he approved it. But it was on a gray shirt, he said. It was on a different shirt. But I'm like, that's still racist. It's still a pair of lips and fucking teeth, you know what I mean? Like, that's still racist on a gray shirt, black shirt, don't matter. WWE, all they know is black shirts, so I'm not shocked. The guy sent him the email saying, hey, you okay with this? Then Jordan Miles says he didn't, he heard, he his hands were tied. He couldn't say yes or no. And I'm like, dude, you could have easily just said no. I'm pretty sure you could have just said no. You could have just said, put my name on it, take away the lips. You know, take away the fucking, you know, in the mouth area. You know what I mean? Call it a fucking day. I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation is kind of crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure ACH is fucked. Like, you know, I I feel like he could have handled this a little bit better. Like, make an example, posting the video saying, you know, WWE doesn't care about black people and staying on the middle finger. I don't think that was necessary. You know what I mean? I don't think that was really necessary at all. Like, I feel like he should have just handled it. And the way he's ang- aiming his anger to Triple H, I don't think is necessary too. Like, you're saying, you know, this is what Triple H thinks of me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude. Triple H let you win the breakout tournament when you know damn well Isaiah Swerve Scott should have fucking won that shit. I'll tell you right now. I like ACH a lot, but we all know fucking Isaiah should have won that fucking tournament. That was his tournament to win. He let you win the tournament. He let you get a title match against Adam Cole on TV. Like, he's been treated pretty good, you know, I think. So... I don't know where the hatred towards Triple H comes. That's my only bad part about it. But, you know, there's a couple of people standing with him. And there's a couple of people saying, you're going about this the wrong way. I'm on the side where I get what he's saying. I completely agree that WWE does not know how to handle ethnic stars at all. You know, me being uh, Spanish myself, I always wish. Like, make an example. I look at Andrade and... I was very fucking happy to see Andrade be a big deal in NXT when he was the NXT world champion. It's one of my favorite NXT world title runs. And then he comes to the main roster and he's doo-doo. You know, he's he's out here beating the same people. He beats Ali. He beats fucking, um, you know, the same people over and over and over again. Is it a fucking bummer? Yeah. But that's how, that's how Vince runs, man. Like, unless your name is Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, there are no shits given about you. There's no nothing. No one cares. Like, look at the opportunities he had with Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke was one of the most over-fucking-things. Why didn't you put the title on him? You could have put the title on him at WrestleMania. Even if he lost it in a fucking day, I don't care. You could have had the first full Japanese world title. World champion. Did it happen? No. Fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, the only person that got a chance to shine a little bit was Jinder Mahal, and I don't even know why. Like, I like Jinder. Jinder's a fucking cool dude, but that's that's the only person I can think about that got a person, that got a chance to fucking shine, which is crazy. But, 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like the whole thing's a big mess. I, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much lost his job at this point. Even if he didn't, didn't it's going to be fucking awkward. You know, it's going to be bad. But that's all I got to say, really. It's just, I get what Jordan Miles is saying, you know, ACH. I completely get him. You know, I'm on his side to a degree. I just feel like the way he's going about it is not professional at all. You know what I mean? I feel like this could have been done better. Uh, you want to come at Vince? I get it. Also, too, um, the thing he said about Ring of Honor is that fucked up, man. Like, I get it. I completely get it that Ring of Honor only had one black world champion, and it's Jay Lethal, and you called him an Uncle Tom. Goddamn. That's fucked up. You you came at Jay Lethal's soul. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, have soured on Jay Lethal for all the stuff that came out with him and Taylor Hendricks and all that shit. You know, I, I don't know what happened. I can't say nothing. But Jay Lethal's an amazing performer, dude. So that kind of sucks. Like, I, I understand. Like, I, I understand, you know, him, Cedric, and all these guys could have been big in Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor didn't do anything with them. But that's how places be, man. They just have an agenda. That, that That's why I love NXT. That's why I'm going to like AEW. That's why I love NXT. NXT, I legit feel anyone can be a world champion. Anybody. Like, like I said, they put Shinsuke. They had Joe. They had Kevin. They had fucking Andrade. They had Alistair for a little bit. They had Champa. Anyone can be a world champion. Look at that. That was white, black, Spanish. It doesn't even fucking matter. Anyone can be a world champion in NXT. That's what you need. Raw and SmackDown? If your name ain't Roman Reigns, if your name ain't Brock Lesnar, you ain't winning no titles, boy. That's the facts. That's the facts. You ain't winning no titles. It's not happening. I look at Bray. Like, look at the perfect example of fucking Bray. Like, why the fuck did he beat Seth for the title? Like, why? You had a perfect opportunity. Bray's over. And guess what? He's probably going to lose that fucking crown jewel or, you know, Saudi ultimate money, 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 money. But that's my thoughts on the situation. It's a rough situation. I hope ACH doesn't lose his job over it, but it's got to happen at this point. Even if he stays, you're just setting yourself up for failure at this point. You know what I mean? But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Um, fucking follow the podcast everywhere. You know, Wales Talks Wrestling everywhere. Any platform that you think it's in, it's probably on there. I put it on everywhere. Uh, fucking uh, BKDragon92 on the email address at yahoo.com. If you want to send me a question, please do. I'll answer any question you can think of. Uh, use K92 on the YouTube channel. Check that out. I play wrestling games there and talk about other stuff too. A lot of fighting games. A lot of Dragon Ball. And uh, that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.